listening to the AfterBuzz TV Network. Now the largest new media platform on the web and your number one source for after-show entertainment. Very good, The AfterBuzz Studios in Los Angeles, California. Presented by Maria Menounos and Bing.com and streaming live thanks to Akamai Technologies. This is AfterBuzz TV's Revolution After Show. We'll break down tonight's episode and get you all the latest news and gossip. If you'd like to buzz in on tonight's show, you can buzz us at 424-256-1729. That's 424 424- 256-1729. And now, another post-game wrap-up show for your favorite TV show. It's AfterBuzz TV's Revolution After Show. Welcome! Bing is for doing your watching episode 19's recap, which is Children of Men. I am your host, Megan Thomas. And who are you, dude? And I am your host, Laurie Shamard. Thank you very much, Megan yes. Thomas. And Brandon London can't join us because he is at camp. He's at, yes. he's at fat camp. No, I'm just like, <laughs> he's really at a football camp. Um, he plays for the CFL, so we got to... Congratulations, Brandon, for another season. Yes, we miss you here, Brandon. So let's jump right in. This is the second to last episode before the season finale. Can I I say intense? Wow, they set it up. Like, you see my... (laughs) They set it up so well. I cannot wait until next week. Like, literally, I'm so excited. I'm salivating. I'm, like, so excited, but I do not want to see it go. I don't want it to be the season finale because it's like, oh, what's going to happen next? What's going to happen next? I have to wait till the fall to see what happened next. And you know what? They are... Like there, I, I was l- watching some stuff online, um, some of the the Twitter sphere, the blogosphere,s whatever, yeah. and they're saying that the the way that the season finale ends is going to set us up for the second season, but like in a whole way that you never expected. Yeah, like I can't imagine like what's really going to happen in the second season because now that they're in the tower, it's just like. What's next? What's next? Ah, okay, okay. So let's talk about it. Okay, so the episode starts off. Rachel is, she's got this grenade in her hand. She's set on killing. I told you she wasn't going to die. I mean, yeah. So she can't <laughs> die. And, of course, I don't think, well, Sebastian Monroe can't die as of yet. Yeah. Because they're part of the show. So she doesn't die. But that was just so, okay. If I take, if I pop the top of a grenade, I'm going to toss it towards my target. I'm going to toss it low. So they're going to have to bend down to get it, which is going to take some time, and then pick it up. And by then, hopefully, it explodes. I mean, typically, Why does she just like, hold it like this? Because she wanted to kill can, herself. Okay, but she would have still died. But Had she tossed it a little closer to Sebastian Monroe. Why would you... I just don't get it. I just I, feel I mean, like, first of all, it was just too much time was spent to, like, <laughs> elapse from her pulling the pin. Because you have about, like, three to five seconds before a grenade goes off. So I'm kind of like... Is it going to blow? Is it going to blow? What's going to happen? And, like, right. she get muscles down. I, and she, like, you knew you were going to get muscled down. These are big, like, militia dudes. Did you really think you were going to be able to hold on to that grenade with all your might and they weren't going to get out your hand? But at the same time, like, if I, if I feel like, oh, you going to come at me, I'm just going to drop the grenade. Right. Like, so it was just kind of. Rachel, you should have done better with that grenade, honey. We didn't think that all the way through. But I get it. But I knew you wasn't going to die, Rachel, because I was like, <laughs> she just can't die. She knows everything. Yes. So she's she doesn't succeed. 
Yeah. She gets captured. Of course, Aaron's in the in the bushes and he sees this <laughs> happening. And Monroe takes her to scan her hand to open the tower. Yes. And she's like, I don't know what this is. This is not going to work. And then it does work. Yes. And of course, Randall is like, whoa. How do you have access? And I, I don't. don't. So then he says that Grace must have done it. But of course, she was being watched by his person. So now he knows something's up. Yeah. Grace has changed the codes. Yeah, I mean, pretty much. Grace, like, in my thought, when last time we saw Grace, it was just her and Randall's security guard, and that's it. Yeah. But then he went down in the elevator, but then he dies, and we don't hear anything from Grace in the last, what, four or five episodes? Yeah. So now we kind of figure, like, it's just Grace by herself, but right. how is she going to take on an army of people? But with the last episode, we saw people looking at them. Yes, like, a whole mo- slew of people. Yes. So now it's like, maybe, like you said last week, maybe Rachel have informed her people to come in and, like, protect the tower. So now we just kind of... Now you find out that they, yeah, these people are really the protectors, but, you know, so they see on the monitors okay they're coming in let's yeah. go say hi what is what does dan say let's go say hello and of course they they gear up so now i'm like what is going on yeah. who are these people how long have they been there craziness right and they grab these weapons so then meanwhile all of this is happening miles and company which i like to say so it's <laughs> that charlie nora the nevilles yeah. and you know they they come in on the stolen helicopter that they fix that they fixed that Nora fixed because <laughs> yeah. she's amazing. Yeah, while she was drugged, that's what by she the way. Do. Yes, so she so they they come off of the helicopter. They park kind of a little ways away. Yeah, and they make their way towards the tower when they see a light in the bushes and they find that it's Aaron. Yeah, because they thought it was a, a Monroe spy, right? But but it's Aaron who's kind of just like sitting there, like, what do I do? Aaron is just. <sighs> Every episode, I'm like, yeah, how did you survive this far? It's always I that really, one guy that survived. Like, how do you survive? Like, he should have died no a long means. time ago. He's in there in the middle of the dark with a light. Like, they're gonna, somebody's gonna see you. And clearly yeah. they did because they came up to him. And he tells them what happens. He's like, you know, um, Rachel went to go kill Monroe, but she ended up getting captured. And yeah. so now they're like, okay, we've got to go. We have to devise a plan to go rescue her. Yeah. And they go to do that. The plan. The plan, the plan, the plan. Okay, so um, the Nevilles, as I like to call them, decide to blow up the generator <laughs> because that is what's powering the camp, the Monroe yeah. camp. The lights, the the weaponry, the, the helicopters, yeah, the everything. Yeah. So they blow that up. Meanwhile, the rest of the crew uh, goes to open the door because Aaron has the override codes. Yeah. And at this point, I'm kind of wondering... If the people in the tower, because we find out later that the people in the tower know who he is, right? Who Aaron is. Yeah. So if they they are looking through the camera and, you know, they can see him, why didn't they just let him in? But at the same time, they was down in the bottom, basically, you know, chasing after Rachel and Rachel and Randall and Monroe throughout the whole entire time. Well, that's true. But I guess, I mean, I feel like there would have still been some people left back. Mm-hmm, like, you're think. not going to send the women and children. Somebody's still monitoring. And I feel yeah. like if they knew who Aaron was, why didn't they just let him in? Like, okay, let him in. We know that... It just would not been a great attack <laughs> on Miles and company. I'm just saying. Okay, because you know who the guy is. The, you know who the guy is. Yeah. So he, you know, puts the code in. They get in. But unfortunately... Tom and Jason Neville are too far away. They're trying to hold everybody back. They don't make it in. And it's so sad because then you see you see Charlie like, no. She's like, are you going to close the door? And Miles like, yes. And her boyfriend. And then you see Jason look back at her. And do you think that they, 
Do you think that he would be mad at her? Like, you didn't wait for me. Or do you think he he's already he mad at her? I know, but there's still he still loves the girl. Do you think he would have? Un- do you think he understands why they had to close the door on him? Yes, I mean because when he actually tried to run towards the door, you know, Tom was just like, "Go ahead, sit down because you can get yourself shot." You know, I read, and and with Tom, Tom has his own mindset of a type plan that he would like to do. So he's just kind of like, "We get captured, they're not gonna kill us because they're waiting for Monroe to come back." Yes. So they the are whole, waiting. so I'd rather be captured than have you shot down. So which is kind of like smart on his, on him just being the military man that he is. But at the same time, I'm pretty sure they probably would have felt safer inside the tower. Right. So should people go to iTunes and let us know? <laughs> yes. So everybody, please go to iTunes and let us know. What would you have done if you was in a situation with Tom Neville and his son? Would you have ran and get shot, toward, run towards your love? Or would you have stayed and be safe and saved by your father? But also check out iTunes, um, download the, the iTunes app where we actually can organize your iTunes and, and making sure that you get the rate us. We also looking for five stars. How many? Five. Five stars is what we're looking for, uh, which is a great thing. We've been doing, we've been doing real well over the last couple of weeks and with y'all's support. So make sure you go to iTunes, download the AfterBuzz app, download to your podcast. Make sure you also tune in with us each and every single week for our AfterBuzz recap. Yes, please do that. And on top of that, here at AfterBuzz TV, we have, which has been started by yeah. Maria Menounos and Kevin Undergaro, they've recently produced a fantastic film called Adventures of Serial Buddies. <laughs> it's, it's hilarious. So, so funny. Uh, it's oh. hilarious. It's really good. Um, and we never ask you for anything here at After Buzz, okay? We just want you to watch your favorite shows and comment about what you think on these shows. But we, we need something from you, okay? And what we need for you to do <laughs> is go to Adventures of, excuse me, SerialBuddies.com and Download the movie. Find out where you can get it because it's it's on video on demand starting tomorrow. So you can get it from iTunes. You, iTunes. There's um, Amazon. There's a bunch of different places. So just go to SerialBuddies.com and get this movie. It's really funny. When I watched it, like, I literally could not stop laughing. Like, my, yeah. side, my side hurts. It's just like one of those movies that you really don't expect to be laugh. But when you actually see the movie, it's, like, hilariously so funny. <laughs> I enjoyed it. I did. I did. And there's this one scene in there that... You just got to see it. The two serial killers meet up. It's really funny. So just make sure you go to SerialBuddies.com to see where you can get this. And it's filled with so many different celebrities. Yes. Beth Bears, who used to be on AfterBuzz TV. Yes, she did. She's on Two Broke Girls. Yes. She's moving on up. Yep. She's in the movie Artie Lang, um, Kathy Lee Gifford. It's just a ton of people. So make sure you go watch the movie, download it, video on demand, get it wherever you can on SerialBuddies.com, okay? If you want a good laugh, please get it. Please get it. So back to the tower. Yes. So now Rachel, Randall, Monroe, and his guys are in the tower. And the the first thing that we see is Randall shows them video of satellite feeds from around the world, which is very interesting because this is the first time in the revolution world that we get to see what the rest of the world looks like. Yeah. And it's kind of like you see Paris, you see, what was the other city? 
Uh, I can't remember. Like London? I don't know. I can't remember. But there's a bunch of different cities, and you see what they look like. And it's kind of crazy because, you know, these people have no connection to these parts of the world. Yeah. So you can see Monroe salivating. Like, he's excited because he, now, instead of just thinking about U.S. domination, yeah. he's like, whoa, what can I do now? I and, want world domination. Right. Like, and, and Randall tells him, you can not only see people anywhere, you can kill anybody anywhere. Anywhere. Just by... The it's kind of weird year. though because like satellites and video cameras are still working at like to really document all, everything that's happening on other parts of the world. So it kind of amazed me that they even had that technology still running. Because this is the one place that wasn't affected. That was not affected. Yeah. I guess they had something. They had it set up to where the nanites didn't <laughs> stop the uh, yeah. electrical. But- Suction. They didn't. They didn't take any of the electricity away from this one place, so it's running like normal. I guess it's because it's so far down underground that it's probably not affected. And then here's the other thing. So if the satellites are still working, then that means that the nanites just don't. They just, I guess, stop at the atmosphere. Maybe that's think, a good question. You see what I'm saying? Because the satellites still run and they're all across the world. Yeah. So that means that. I guess if you could find out some way to make a spaceship get past the nanites right. and get into orbit, then it will work. But still, it's just kind of like uh, what, people wouldn't know what to do with power again. I think people like I think it would actually be more killing if people actually got power because now they don't know what to do with power. It's been like 15, 16 years without power. Like, what do you do? Can you imagine like when we first got power in the world itself? We didn't but there know was what a, to do. And there was a difference because there was already um, governments set up. Yeah. In this society, there is no government, there is no law, there is no, you know, except, I guess, what's under the Plains Nation, the Georgia Federation, you know, like, yeah. those type of laws. But when you have electricity and you enter that into something that has no real structure, then, yes, you would have a lot of craziness going chaos. A whole lot of chaos. Yeah. I think in order to be successful, if the power does get turned on, it needs to be introduced in stages. <laughs> you, know, you see what I'm saying? Like, okay, for example, let's just... I don't know. Tell the Spades. nanites if they don't do, if they don't get rid of the nanites. Let's yeah. just tell the nanites only allow cars to work. Like you know, just introduce it in stages. It's gonna be interesting to see, though. I mean, I it guess is. we'll probably find out next season what would happen with the power or if next it, episode if the power come back on. If it comes back on, we'll talk about that. Yes. So here's what I don't understand. So the crew, Monroe, Rachel, Randall, they get into the elevator. They go down to to level twelve. 12. However, it stops at 11. So they get out. Randall's like, just take the stairs. And these electromagnetic guns. Aren't, they were such powerful guns. Like, Whoa. seriously, never seen a gun blow up somebody like that. It was like, oh. I'm like, are we allowing this kind of violence <laughs> on TV now? Yes. <laughs> they, like, blew them to yes. bits. But everybody wanted one of those guns now. Like, oh, that's going to just blow everything up. I like that gun. It was interesting. That gun is very powerful. I thought, it's it was, kinda... I thought like, when they first grabbed the guns to go, like, meet. Maronim. I thought they were just going to like take them captive, but no, they killed everybody. Because they're serious. Yes. These tower watchers are very are serious. serious about protecting the tower. They blow them. That was such a powerful gun. So, so then, as the chaos ensues, 
um, Rachel runs into a room, <laughs> yeah. and, which is the bunker, I guess, where the president would have been if had he been, you know, because this is what it was set up for. Yeah. So had he been there, this was his special bunker room. Um, so she runs in there, and Monroe busts in. Follows behind her. I thought it was Randall at first. I was like, it's Randall, but I saw the glow. I was like, oh. Randall died. There's Monroe. Well, no, we don't know what happened to Randall. We, we don't really know. Don't. Yeah. And that's what I was going to say. What happened to him? Because I don't think he died. I'm actually pretty sure he didn't die. I think yeah. he got away. But where is he? I don't know. That's and more importantly, what does he want? What do you think Randall want? Why do you think Randall wanted to get down to level 12? Like, I, what does he have to gain? I think just more control over everything. Because right now he have, he has no power. He's being held captive by Monroe. And he feel like, you know, if... I'm able to turn the power back on. I get to have control because I can turn it off. Okay, so he wants the control. I guess, but then what is he? So then he basically says, you know, I will give you certain people power if you give me certain, I don't know, certain liberties or whatever. Which, I mean, I guess that makes sense. And I think, what I think in level 12 is the, the ability to, which... I believe they've said this before, but the ability to manipulate all of the nanites. And yeah. I think not even just some of the, like, I think you can manipulate it in stages. So you can say, okay, in this city, because remember before they were just supposed to do it, I guess, in Afghanistan. They were yeah. just trying to contain it in that city. So I'm assuming whatever is on level 12, you can still have that power and say, okay, so over in, in, in China, we're going to turn the lights on. Like and four this hours little, a day. Right. Yeah. So that's a, that is a lot of power. And to me, that's way more power than Monroe probably has even imagined because he has no clue what's going on here. Yeah, but I, I think Monroe is probably like, oh, I have power. I can kind of take over the world, but not like, oh, I have power and I can be more of a dictatorship and control the access of power by limiting the amount of power that someone has and who has power. Yes. So it's so, very interesting. So we'll see where Randall is because right now we have no clue exactly where he is. <laughs> um, but inside the sealed room, Rachel talks, you know, she's not really talking, but Monroe was talking to her like, who are these people that just ambushed us? Yeah. And all, all she can say is, I don't know, I don't know, I don't know. Do you think she knew who these people were? I think she knew. I think she knew because she knew Grace was in the tower. She, she didn't know who else was in the tower with Grace, but at the same time, she felt it had to be someone associated with Grace because she knew Grace was in the tower because Randall said, you know, in like the beginning of the season that she had that he had Grace. Yeah. So she knew Grace was in the tower. So she don't exactly know who else is in the tower with Grace, but she figured it had to be somebody like working with Grace. So then my question is, why didn't she just stay out there? Like, hey, it's me. I'm here with Grace. I'm Grace's uh, friend. Did you not see the slaughter? They didn't even ask questions. Like, shoot first, walk away. Okay, so <laughs> my whole thing is I don't think she had any. I think that part, I think, was true. I think she yeah. really did not know who they were. She didn't know what they wanted. She, she was just like, whatever, let me I'm get out of here. be safe. Yeah, but I think the other questions he asked her, you know, like, um, what's going on here? I think she, she knew, knew all those answers. But I just yeah. think this, in particular, she really didn't know who they were. And then they get into a conversation and he's like you know you have to work with me so we can get out of here and she's like apparently you don't realize i want to kill you i want to kill you uh, yeah. and i want to kill you so bad i'll kill myself yeah i don't like you and um you know in in this section i watched the what is it a uh, revolution revealed which is on nbc's website yeah if you go to Re- the revolution um page on nbc you'll see that they have something for every episode that's called revolution revealed and for this episode the writers were saying how this was the hardest part to write 
in this episode because they were like, okay, we know there's so much anger between these two. Um, so how do we bridge that gap? Because now they're in a room together, yeah. and we gotta kind of hurry up and bridge the gap so that they can get the storyline on. But you know what? Like when he started like talking about, you know, that I really didn't mean to do all this. I know I have a lot of blood on my hand, and you know she didn't really care too much about that. But when like he was like, "Oh, I have a son," this he kind of felt kind of bad. Yeah. And I'm just like, "Don't do it. He's playing on your emotions. Please don't do it. He just wants you to, like to make sure he's safe so he can get back to his men." But, you know, she gives in, and she basically teaches, she tells him how to get out, or pretty much they got out. Well, well, I think she gives in not only for that, but also because Charlie. When she sees, I think at first, I don't think she was going to help him. Like, even when he told her the story about his son, and he put the guilt trip on her and said, you know, I've got, I know how much blood I have on my hands, you've got blood on your hands, you know. Yeah. Uh, even with that, I don't think that sh- that he had gotten through to her, even when he talked about his own son and apologized for killing her son and all that. Yeah. I think she still would have been like, sorry, I can't help you. But when she saw Charlie's face and she saw that they were they needed help. Yeah. I think that's the only reason that she agreed to join forces. And then we see in this whole entire show, people continuously jump sides. Yeah. In a world that's like this, you have to to survive. You can't just be loyal to one side. You got to think yeah. of what's best for the moment. Because even with Monroe is that even you're like you're over the Monroe Republic. But at the same time, you need everybody else because right now you don't have your men with you. You have the rebels against you. Yeah. I mean, with you, yeah. more or less like Rachel, then it's like Charlie and Aaron, all them. But at the same time, it's like, whose side do you join? Because he's not going to be able to get out the tower by himself. He's not. He th- he seems to think he can. I mean, he's a superhero. <laughs> he is a superhero because his name's David Lyons. He's <laughs> hot. So anyway, um, so... You know, the other thing that she talks about is um, she says she doesn't care. She wants to die, but... The one thing, you know, Monroe is is, is a smart guy, okay? Yeah. We, he runs an entire republic, and he's he's a smart guy. Because what he tells her is, I'm, I've seen this before. People who try to kill themselves, attempt suicide or whatever, and they live, they their reaction is completely different. They're no longer trying to kill themselves. Yes. They're now looking at life totally different. Yes. So when you try to die and you don't die, you can't sit here and tell me that you, too, are okay with dying again. And you can see that that starts, that's the beginning of, of breaking her down, because she doesn't want to die. She really doesn't. Yes. I mean, like, the way she went in, she went in there for the the fact of killing him because of Danny, but not realizing that, okay, well, she's selfish because she still has a daughter, which is Charlie, you know? And and, and I think that was just kind of a selfish move because throughout the whole time, she's kind of torn, you know, from when she's like, oh... I want to kill myself. Does she go with the grenade? But she she doesn't throw the grenade down. And then as he speaks to her in this bunker, she's just kind of looking like, thinking like, oh, I really have an opportunity to live again. And when she sees Charlie, she looks at it like, exactly. this is my new inspiration for life. And it's, and the same thing Aaron been trying to tell her, you know, after episode after, after episodes, like, you know, you have a lot to live for because Charlie is still here. Yeah. You know, but her mind says, like, do you think she loves one child more than the other? It's what I think. No, weird, I, I think she feels like Charlie could take care of herself. But, I mean, now everything's been put into her perspective. Yeah. She almost died, so now she wants to live. And that's why she helps Monroe. Excuse me. But then, at this moment, we have our first flashback that we've had in weeks. Yes. And I like the flashbacks. Yeah, it, I it, do. It, tell, it basically builds the storyline a lot more because then you kind of understand the differences of what has happened in the past yes. to why they're... In the situation that they are right now, and then in this then this flashback, we see her and her husband Ben yes. talking about the medallions, and she's like, "Well, you know," he he said that they were just created by Grace as a precautionary measure, measure, and she was like, 
well, why would she create them if we weren't going to need to use them? And he's like, yes. we're not going to need to use them. We'll be fine. And they get into a fight. Yes. And she's like, well, I think, you know, for the next week, because this is right a week before the black. Yeah, Back before out. the blackout. Yeah. So she's like, you know, I guess we should just sep- we should just take some time apart for this week. Yeah, because now, he like this like he didn't care nothing about her feelings or what was going on. He was her. under pressure. What do you mean he didn't like, have to I care about her feelings? I just get this done within the next week because we have a mission. And yeah, she, and she starts to feel bad about it. She's like, what if it's not contained? What if it goes bad? Yeah. He's like, look, I got stuff to do. What you want? want what do you want me to do? You want me to walk up to the president? You know, to the yeah. White House, chain ourselves? I mean, he's right at this point. What can they really do? Yeah. Uh, except. You know, these he's dealing with very high, highly rated people who just can say kill no. you for no. You can't just say no <laughs> just when you're dealing no. with like CIA and stuff. They'll kill you and make it look like you just probably. died from natural causes. Yeah, probably. Okay, they have two little kids to think about. So yeah. I think that's why he's like, we just have to do this. And if you remember, that's how Danny got this life saving surgeries because they agreed to do this. Yeah. So at any moment, whatever was in him, they probably told him like, if you don't do it, that's fine. We'll just click the little pill, the little blinking pill off in his in his chest. Yeah. You know, so I think that's why he's like, we got to keep doing this anyway. And this, when I watched this, the first thing I thought was, okay, so they took a little break. She tells Miles, like, okay, we need to have, for the, uh, not Miles, I'm sorry. She tells her husband, Ben, for this week, we just yeah. need to take some time apart. I think she has an affair with Miles in that week. I thought she was talking about, like, getting a divorce or something. No, I mean, <laughs> she just, you know, married couples go through things. But yeah. I just, I've always felt like during this entire season that, that something has been going on with her and Miles. I think and they maybe, have been together. Well, I'm saying this this would be a perfect time. Hey, this is the week. This is the week. <laughs> they, no, but I mean, maybe they messed around before, but this this week for sure, because she's saying, you know, I got to get away. And maybe during this week she talks to Miles and finds out some stuff and they she ends up she's in a vulnerable place and maybe she ends up doing some nasty some stuff so. she shouldn't be doing with her brother-in-law i said you think charlie's miles daughter i still think that that'd be interesting that that would be yeah, very interesting it's a prediction <laughs> okay so yes so back in the present um the leader of monroe's men who is still outside yes you know we flash back to that we see that they've captured the nevilles uh-huh have him tied up. And so here's master manipulator Tom, Tom Neville, Neville talking to Franklin and, and the new guy, Riley. Yeah. And he's telling them, like, you know, one day you're not going to be where you are. Monroe's crazy. He's going to turn on you off. just like he turned on me. He's killing all his all the people all that the he's lo- to. All the loyal men that he, that, he, that he says. He's like, he's killing off all his loyal men. So what makes you different from anyone else? Yeah, I might be in charge today, you know, but... You're just as uh, expendable as anyone else because he can kill you at any moment. Right. And at first, Riley, you know, of course, Franklin's not hearing it. He leaves. Riley yeah. is kind of... And, and Master Manipulator Neville sees this. He sees that he kind of gets the dude. because the, the word dude, of choice. <laughs> yes. He, he sees. He sees it in his face. He can tell, like, okay, this guy... I can get him. He's scared. He's scared. And you, that's not the way that you should feel when you're with your leader. Your leader yeah. should inspire you. He shouldn't make you scared and fearful. So this registers with the guy. He feels that. So he comes back and he... he you know, he brings the gun and even tells when, before he releases them, he tells Neville there's 14 people for sure. Everybody else will get in line if you take care of Franklin. Yeah. And I like this part because Jason That's sticks up for his dad. Jason finally sticks up for his dad. They're back on the same team. Mm-hmm. But I think he just did it because of the fact that, you know, they're in a vulnerable moment right now where they have the possibility of being killed again. So what else well, would you do? Well, I'm saying, so do you think that Jason is really back on his dad's mm-hmm. team or do you think he was just saying that? 
I think he's just saying it just so that he can be free. But of course, if his dad become like leader of the Monroe Republic, he will actually still like work with his dad. But at the same time, he's going to have to. If not, what, what, what else is he going to do? Okay, well, this is what I think. This is, as I was seeing this, I think this is going to be significant. I really think that at this point, Jason Neville is going to join with his father. And I really do think that they're going to be successful with this Monroe militia revolt. And I think that the Nevilles will end up taking over the the Monroe Republic. Yeah, I think so, too. And then it's because the whole season, Neville has been very, he's been very um, power hungry. Yeah. You see, he jumps to whatever side is going <clears> to <throat> give him the most power. He left the Monroe Republic, went to Georgia Federation because yes. they were, you know, so I th- whatever benefits him to put him in power is what he's going to do. As he should. And somebody in his position, because he really have no loyalty to anyone right now because, one, Sebastian wanted him killed. It didn't happen. He lost his wife. He lost his son for quite some time. But even with Miles, Miles is kind of, he's just working under Miles as a worker. But he wants to basically be a leader. He's not a follower. He's a guy who kind of take charge and he demands respect. And I think he's... I think overall, I do think Neville's a good guy. I think he's, yeah. he's and, and Jason says that, he's like, he's really always been really good to his, his men, which is why they follow him and they, they want to be loyal to him. Yeah. I think he's a very benevolent guy and he's he's kind. You know, it, he's a good leader. I think he is. He's made some crazy decisions over the course of this season, but he's had to. Yeah. So I, I am personally not opposed <laughs> To the Neville Republic. It's going to be interesting to see what happens. You know, if one, if Monroe gets out of the tower safely. Yes. And for two, what happens when he get out the tower? Because is his men going to turn against him? And then Monroe kind of is like, I'm second general to Tom Neville. Is that going to be a possibility? No, I think I, I, well, I'll put that in predictions later, but I don't think that there's going to be a Monroe to worry about I think he still is going to live. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, he might, but I'm just saying, I don't think there's going to be a Monroe to, to worry about. So we get back inside the tower. Yes. And we see that Miles and Charlie and Nora are in there. They get down. You know, they realize they have to get down to the 11th, I mean, the 12th, 12th floor. 12th so on, floor. The, on their floor, on this, the 11th floor, when they finally get there, they see that there's been massacre. Yeah. They see, like, what <clears throat> in the world has done this to these men? This is some serious carnage. Some serious weaponry. Yeah, I saw all the dead bodies, and it's kind of like, what happens? Yes, and of course we see the elevator. It's coming, coming down. down. And I'm like, hold on. The elevator started coming down at, like, level six. By the time it hit level seven or eight, I would have been gone. Yeah, they said I would have been like, waited. let's run. They, w- they literally waited until it got to almost 11, and the doors opened before they started running, which I was like, you guys, come on. Like, Go hide. Don't stand there and look like... Hey, guys, the because elevator's at, coming down. At the same time, like, when they came down, they would never know where they went because they don't have communication. Whoever's watching the video feed, they're not able to communicate with, like, walkies. Like, oh, well, you know, they just went to such and such building. They waited till like, the door almost opened. They just kind of like, okay, we're just going to follow the footsteps in the shadow. So it's kind of like, yeah, I, I'm, I agree with you. I would have, like, left when I was, oh, somebody else is coming down. Guess what I'm saying? As soon Weird. as you see those numbers... I would have gone. I would at least hide in a doorway to be like, who's coming? First of all, who's in here? Yeah. Because these men look like they're dead. So who is in here? Yeah. Is this Rachel that's coming out? Is this, you know, they they waited a little too long. You guys guys should have went a little faster than that. (laughs) So, of course, they run into a room. They lock the door. And Aaron points out, he's like, what is this? There's cages. And it looks like there's like a skeleton or something. And he's like, are these monkeys? So I guess they've been doing some testing in here and... 
Um, they find an air duct that Miles busts a hole through. I know, right? Just automatically, just find ways out. Yes, automatically, <laughs> and they, they escape. Um, and it flashes back to, I guess, Monroe and Rachel, and that's when they have a conversation, and he talks to her about his son. Yeah. And, you know, so he's showing his softer side because now she sees that Charlie's there. She's ready to go because she wants to save her baby. And, you know, he talks about his son. And this I was glad about because I was like, finally, they're bringing his son back up. I've said that every week. <laughs> every week. Coming back up? Since, that, since that episode aired where he, Emma told them that she, well, Emma told him that she had a son with him. Yeah. And they've never mentioned it again. Well, it's interesting to see, like, where will his son pop up at? I don't know. I think that's going to be second season, definitely. It has to be. Like, where is his son? You know, and, like, what would be his reaction to his son? And even if he if he do find his son, will he have a change of heart to make sure he protect his son away from the Monroe Republic? Because I don't think he's going to be the leader of his own republic again after this I season. Don't, I don't think it, it's going to be totally different. It has yeah. to be. And that's why I'm saying I think Neville is going to end up really running. Now it's going to be the Neville Republic. It is. <laughs> I'm telling it. you, it's going to be the it's Neville Republic. It's interesting to see. Right. And, and then there's going to be a quest for Monroe to find his son. Because now that he has more purpose in his life. That bunker was nice, though. It's a very nice bunker. Like you twice. saw that Apple computer. I saw about to say, like, uh, like, oh, like an Apple laptop Apple, in there. 15 I mean, years later. Uh, what like if the internet MacBook still Pro. works? Right. MacBook Pro. I was right. like, oh, okay, product placement. Yes. <laughs> And so then we get another flashback. Yes. And this time it's four months after the blackout. And Ben is trying to rig a computer um, with a medallion. Yes. And Rachel comes back and she's so. She's heartbroken. She is. She tells, she talks about the little boy that looks right. like skin and bones. She tried to rescue him. He ran away. And she's not all the dead bodies. How it, it stinks so bad. And I could imagine it, right. it stinks so bad. You know, because one, is limited food. People killing each other just for survival and just leaving dead bodies out there. You know, because like when you saw it in the beginning, you just saw dead bodies everywhere on the side of the road, here. And it's like, okay, it's like just another day. So Yeah, and she feels very responsible. She feels like we did this. We are responsible for all these yes. people dying. And uh, she's right. You guys are responsible because for they it. Because turned the power off. <laughs> yeah, but Ben tries to tell her to be a little more... Um, positive because at this point he's like we can't even think about that we got two kids we gotta worry yeah. about so let's just stay focused on that for them you know we we gotta get out of here and figure this thing out so I can understand why it's weighing so heavily on her conscience to turn this the 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 lights back on because I guess for her it's some redemption as yeah. well it's some I'm- redemption from like I I was responsible for all of these people dying so at least if I turn the power back on then I can be like, I did a good thing. I guess he's kind of had that change of heart the way Miles kind of had his change of heart. You know, when he was basically like training all these men of the Monroe Republic to basically to be killers. But now he's trying to do the right thing to save people's lives and to make sure that, you know, he, he get this like have the safety of so many people. Not only like Charlie, but, you know, Nora, Aaron, you know, he kind of he's kind of like changes his thought and his feeling. now. And I think Rachel is the same way now, too. Yeah, she's going through that. Because she has the ability to possibly turn the power back on because they have the book. Now she's in the tower. She knows Grace is still alive. So now she's feeling like. I have the opportunity to do this. Yes. Yes, exactly. So then we go back to the to Miles and Company. To Miles and Company. And they see on a map that Aaron has that it's there's an armory. So he goes to, to the armory, but they have to sneak. Because they're being chased. Being chased with these guys with the electro what Mag- is it? Electromagnetic, electromagnetic gun. yeah. guns, bazookas, yeah. I should say. Um, but he gets there. There's no weapons there. So 
Then they're trying to run away, and Charlie ends up getting pinned after one of the guys shoots in her direction. Yes. And he's getting ready to blow her and Aaron to shreds when, out of nowhere, Monroe Sebastian. Sebastian Monroe saves the day, and he shoots the dude. Yes. And she's stunned because she's like... Uh, and he's what like, a, he's, and he's like, thank you, with me <laughs> Be like, I just saved your life, right? But at the same time, like, she don't understand what's been but, happening yeah, between she Rachel. She doesn't know and what's him. transpired yeah. so far, and so of course he walks away. Her mom comes, and she's like livid. Charlie's like, no, let's go after him. Let's kill him. Yeah. And her mom's like, let's go. Come on, like, there's yep. other stuff we got to deal with. Come on, let's go. And um, they then leave. they. They leave. They end up getting captured. Captured. They leave and get captured. Get captured. Yes. And we find out why they get captured because there's some exceptionally smart people that are there. But before we get to that, I did want to say this. Um, Monroe walks away and we'll start with that. He walks away and he goes and he finds there's another guy with another gun and he shoots the guy. Yes. And that's to help his buddy Miles, who's not his buddy, but he really just shoot, shot the guy so he could shoot Miles. Yeah, it's kind of weird, though. Like, you really have that much of a vendetta against someone. If you really want him killed, I'm like, oh, you just did my job for you. But I think he just feels more satisfactory in killing Miles himself. Exactly, which is why that's why he kills a dude. And he's yes. just like, come out, let's, let's finish this. Let's do this. Now, do you, who do you think is going to win? What do you think is going to happen? It just depends on who run out electric charge first. <laughs> Nobody, because this place has electric charges for days. So, so who do you think is going to win? What do you think is going to happen? I don't think they're going to kill each other. What do you think is going to happen then? I think they, they're going to have a nice fight. They, they might get captured. I think they're going to have a fight and they're going to get captured. I don't know. I think that one or two things is going to happen. If, either David Lyons is no longer a part of this series and he gets killed. No. Nah. Sorry, Sebastian Monroe, you're gone. Or he somehow gets injured maybe perhaps and then finds a way out and leaves and now he's on his own. Uh, I don't know because like the next episode just kind of showed him out a face off. Okay, so that's what I'm saying. So I think he either dies, he actually I think Miles is successful in killing him or he they injure each other and and somehow Monroe gets out and but he's no longer the leader of his own yeah. militia. Yeah, I think he's not going to die. Because I just feel like he has to go back and see like what has happened with his camp and who's in charge of his camp. I, that's, I think that's more of a surprise. And then it's like, what is he, what is he going to do? Is he going to try to kill Major Neville? No, because he's gonna have, he has nobody on his team now. Yes. So I think so he'll be a prisoner or something. It'll I don't be interesting know. To see. It'll be, I know. That's, I'm excited about this I'm, I'm excited about the finale. Woo! I'm so excited. Um, okay, so then we see, of course, Rachel... Charlie and Aaron get get taken to the rest of the tower people. Yes. And they find out what's really going on. And they, a lot of secrets were revealed here. A, we find out who the tower people are. Yes. They've been in here since the blackout. That's like 15 years. Hey, but they maybe listen. at this point maybe twenty years. Like, yes, fifteen, sixteen. Who knows? Because the amount of time it's taken them to walk across all these places, this is some time has passed. Time has so been. maybe this is sixteen, seventeen years. Yes. This is crazy. No, no, no association with any other, anybody else. And you, you hear Dan himself. says he's like, I haven't, I don't, I can't tell you when I last saw the sun or rain. He's like, I don't know what day it is, and it's like, he, and and when he kind of put, it, he's like, 
It's my my family, my children, my children's children. I'm just like, man. They're, they're a little crazy. They're a little crazy. I think, and that <laughs> that's what that's what it'll do to you when you're literally in a room for a long period of time. Yes. And they've been in this place for years. So I'm thinking they're a little obsessive. They're a little a little loopy because I mean they're you know that's why he's like my children's children will be here. We're gonna protect this by all costs. Yes. And I see why he wants to do that, but I think they're also a little crazy. Yeah, I, I just think just to the point of, you know, A, it's always good to see someone else. But at the same time, they're protecting us for a reason. They're protecting that they don't want anybody to go to, to level 12 for a reason. And so, you know, they can do, by any means, this is what they do. And But at the same time, like, they can prevent anybody from coming in. Because as long as nobody has access to the tower, nobody else is going to come in. Right. So, I mean, he's saying that that nobody should ever have access to... The 12th floor, because it's just entirely too... Too much. Too powerful. Yes. So, I don't... So, I'm feeling like Rachel is giving them an option here. They can continue living like this, which is crazy. Yes. You live in a tower and you have never left. You've never seen the live day. Or you can potentially get out of this crazy lifestyle you live by taking a risk and letting her turn the power back on. But you got to look at what is the risk that... And that's what we find out, which is the entire world could get blown up up with fire. Yes. So you look at the risk that most people want to play it safe because, you know, they they do have life. They do have their family. So why would I take the risk, uh, whether it's a 5% risk or a 20% risk, of actually blowing myself and everyone else I mean, I like okay, my but, life. But, okay, so I understand that, that, that there's, a lo- there's, a, there's a risk that you have to take with yes. this. But what kind of quality of life do you have if you're just going to continue to live your life like this? There's no, and Aaron says this, he's, you know, when they try to, when they destroy the Jane book. Warren's book yes. that has all the secrets of how this is supposed to be done, they destroy the book because they're like, nobody should have this information. We cannot turn the lights back on because if we do... It's too much of a risk. We could all die. This whole we could blow up this planet. We yeah. don't want to do that. And my thing is this: Look, you guys are already one foot in the grave anyway because you don't have medicine, you don't have clean water. What kind of life? What kind of quality of life do you have? So maybe we should all just die. Maybe we should flip the switch and let this world burn into. I would make ashes. sure we don't leave you in charge, Megan, because we're all gonna <laughs> die. <laughs> so leave no, it up but, to you. We're gonna I mean, die. but I'm saying. You have a chance to to potentially live a great life that is close to what you lived before, or you can die. And I feel like at this point, where are you at? You're close. You're you're closer to the horrible death death experience right now. The yeah. way things are going. So why don't you just take the risk and turn the lights on? And Rachel says it's like a one in a one million chance that it's the, it's the that risk we'll of, of the unknown. Like really, it's the risk of the unknown because you really don't know what happens or who's going to have what power and what's going to happen with each person. Because again. We don't have a president. We don't have everything. Is basically, it's going to be a dictatorship. And we're going to have to figure out, like, and what means of power that we are restoring to the world. Are we basically restoring the whole entire world? Are we basically doing a segment? Are we going to try to contact certain people? Like, you really got to kind of look at the risk. The risk is not even being blown up, but the risk of it's going to be chaotic. Okay, but so, so then why can't they do that? Why can't they talk about that? For them, for the tower people, it's all or nothing. Like, yes. we cannot at all, even... 
entertain the idea of turning the lights back on. Yes. Why is that? Why can't we talk about, okay, let's try to turn the lights back on in France and see what happens with the satellite and see what happens over there? Dude. We don't know any of these people in France anyway. I so will not turn the-, the power on in a foreign country first before I turn the power on. No, in let's just flip the switch, turn it off. Flip the switch. <laughs> <laughs> like, lights on? Lights off. Let's just tell, you know, I'm saying, like, they won't even entertain the idea of yeah. potentially turning the lights on lights on in a segment which i think is ridiculous because again you can have food you can have clean water and I mean, that's like a, medicine that's a possibility but at the same time you know they've been so conditioned over the, over the last 15 16 years <laughs> that you know this is the lifestyle that we've been living we've been living without power but even though we do have power in the tower you know they and, and, and with them they grow their own food i'm pretty sure they purify some water but at the same time to them they rather have the access to all the power and control it themselves only in the only in the tower themselves than to give it to everyone else because they the fear of the unknown that's a big unknown fear that to kind of have yeah that is a very big fear to have yes. cuz all of a sudden if i wake up and everything in my house is on I don't know what I would do. I would just, I would go nuts. I'd be like, hold on, let me take my bank account, my laptop work again. <laughs> like, do I have account? money now? Can I spend money? <laughs> I know, right? I have money. <laughs> you know, yeah, yeah and it, it could be a little crazy. So I understand that, but I just think that they were a little too extreme. And I think that's part of them being crazy, like being by themselves. So I, I don't know. I am excited to see what happens with yes. them. And I am more excited to see what happens with the whole Neville Monroe storyline, personally. I mean, that's like definitely that. interesting to see on next week. I mean, I hope we like next week. I just feel like. All right, wait a minute. Let's just let's do predictions. Let's go into predictions right now. <laughs> and now you're after Buzz TV. Okay, go. What do you I think? I think next week they really gonna kind of home home in on a lot that's gonna happen for next season. I mean, one, I think one, the Monroe Republic, where the what Tom is gonna do, and is he gonna be successful? Even though they have fourteen men that supports him right now, but is he gonna be successful in taking over the Monroe Republic? I don't think Monroe's gonna die. And like you said, he might get injured, but at the same time, they're going to look at like him and Miles, let's work together. As overall for Rachel and Aaron and the whole um, level level um, level 11 with um, everybody that's in the tower, I have no prediction on that. I just think it's, it's going to be like a fight. I think, okay, so I watched the promo for the season finale, which is next week, Monday, 10, 9 central. And I think it's, they get to level 12. And Aaron is on the computer, and he's like, "You should I do it?" And he presses something. I honestly think that it's not going. I think it's not going to work. I don't think. I think something's going to go wrong, and it's not going to work, and the power's not going to get turned on. I think if the power get turned on, I think they're going to take Aaron them captive, and they're going to shut the power right back down. I don't know. This is going to be. And really then they're going to feel betrayed, it, and Grace. They can pretty much again. They can be held captive again, or they're going to kick him out. Oh, this power. is so exciting! Okay, let's go to news and gossip really quick. <laughs> Okay, so this week, Revolution held steady um, with 1.9 in adults and 6.48 million viewers. It beat out ABC 2020. It beat out Hawaii 5.0. So we're doing good, guys. Let's keep it up for the season finale next week. And next Tuesday, the season finale, we will have a special guest. We have Maria Howell, again, who plays Grace Belmont. She'll be calling in as our guest. So make sure you tune in next week for this. And, of course... Don't forget to go to SerialBuddies.com. If you want to laugh. If you want to laugh. If you want to support us so that we can continue to give you wonderful shows like this 
NBC Revolution Recap. Make sure you go to SerialBuddies.com and you download the movie, you share it with your friends, tell them about it, and you can also go to Twitter at Serial underscore Buddies. Make sure you follow them on Twitter and tell them, how you th- tell them what you think about the movie. Yes, we love critics. We, let, we do. So where can they find you, Larice? Um, you can find me at Larice Shamar on Twitter, but also check me out at, at truepeoplesmedia.com, Instagram, truepeoples. All right. And I'm Megan Thomas, your host. You can always find me on, at MegScoop, like scoop of ice cream, on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. And make sure you also follow at Maria Menunos at AfterBuzzTV, and at Serial underscore Buddies to find out the latest with the movie Adventure of Serial Buddies. Until next week, the season finale. See you. From Bing.com, executive producers Maria Menunos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other After shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later! The views expressed herein are those of the host only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.